0: What's up,
1: guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood.
0: Well, hello. Welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast. How are you doing, Sharon?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Cora? I'm making it.
0: I feel like I've had a really busy day, Um, you know, We, it's a Tuesday and Tuesdays tend to be pretty busy for me because, you know, I take, I take Claire to gymnastics and now I take her to story time on Tuesdays too. And then she comes home or we eat, she comes home and naps and then whatever else. But today I had to go into work after that. So Mm -hmm. I had to like meet Chris and we had to meet somewhere so that he could, basically trade cars with me and take Claire home. And then I kept going to work, but getting off the highway and waiting for him to get there and such on and so forth took a little bit longer than I anticipated. And then I ended up being a little late to work. So that was really stressful. And I only had a small amount of time to get ready for my tasting. So basically I had clients come in Mm -hmm. to try food for potentially their um, wedding. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a stressful time. Mm
1: that's Uh, fun uh, yeah but other than that i'm doing okay how about you i'm doing good we just got back from houston this past weekend and it was a lot of fun we went and had tea at one of those little tea rooms um my grandma's been wanting to do it with all of the girls in the family for a while so um we had like an entire little back room it's it's an old house that's been renovated into a tea room. And so we did that and we got to dress up a little bit and Jenny Jenny didn't want any of the sandwiches, which I didn't really think she would, but she was loving all of like they had veggie sticks and ice cream and um, these croutons, but they were long, so they looked like breadsticks. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking Um, about. They're like mini baguettes. Yeah, so she really liked those. Um, so she ate a lot of carbs, <laughs> but girl uh, after my own heart, yeah. But she ate. That's all I cared about, right? Um, and then that earlier that morning, my mom took us to a bakery. So we and they because they had this bar, one of those Barbie boxes. I saw that pictures in. Um, and I got a Barbie macaron. Um, very cute, and it was it was very good. Ginny, I mean, it's essentially a cookie, and that's what Jenny kept calling it. Um And she got her own. She got her own little Barbie cookie. And then I had mine. Um so fun. Have you guys gotten to see the Barbie movie yet? No, we haven't. And I don't know when we're going to because it's not really something that Jake would want to see. So I feel like if we went to the drive-in, he'd just fall asleep. Um, So I don't know. I may just do like a night where me and Jenny go by ourselves or... I i don't really want to go by myself. So I don't know when we'll see it. Um maybe well, I can it's always it's like a streaming site or something. I'll go. Well maybe we can try and go
0: together sometime or try and get the boys to watch the girls and go see it or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look. The only thing that's really hard is um Jake's get trying to find like a night that would work with Jake's schedule. Uh just because before uh beforehand he wasn't having to get up super early um so we could go any night we wanted and now sometimes it's hard to find a good night to go just because he has to get up so early for work oh I understand that Chris gets up at three now Jesus
0: yeah so
1: Oh, well, since
0: we last talked, um, we got a new Taylor Swift re-recording. so that's yeah. really awesome. Uh, speak now um, I'm so excited about it. It's been really fun to get to hear all the re-recordings and the new vault tracks. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the new album?
1: So first off, all the like I don't think there's a bad vault track. Like out of all of the re of all three re recordings that she's done so far, I think this one this one has the least number of vault tracks, but they're all so good. There's yes. there's not a bad vault track at all. Like I was trying to think of how I would rank the vault tracks, and it's it's really hard because they're just they're all so good and they all hit differently. I agree. Um,
0: I definitely think that these the the these are some of the strongest vault tracks i feel like um just the vault tracks in general have just been getting better and better so mm-hmm. it's it's just been awesome um and mm-hmm. i think of my favorite um of all of them it's pr- I feel like this is actually an unpopular opinion, which I'm surprised about. But I love Electric Touch, and I I love like I love that one. I love the Fallout Boy mix to it. I think it's really mm-hmm. fun. I think it's like a um, mature older sister of Sparks Fly. Um, oh yeah,
1: I get to see that
0: because you know, it, like similar thematic, uh, and it's like you know about like the beginnings of something, and really like wanting to I don't know touch someone because it just feels Mm -hmm. so electric and so on and so forth and so yeah I just uh I really like it and I I think it's probably my favorite um the next being hmm, it's really hard I've been trying to rank them too but I feel like a lot of them I have like tied for second so what about you what's your favorite of the of the vault tracks
1: it's I can see you I just think it's so different. It's such a standout on the album. And I think the we also got a new music video featuring Taylor Lautner in it. Oh my gosh. And yes. Joey King, um which also Taylor Lautner and his wife <laughs> Taylor Lautner. Um they have a podcast <laughs> called The Squeeze and I listened to the episode yes. today of when of how they talked about going to the Eras Tour on that night whenever the whatever everything was released yes and oh it's so cute I, lo- I love them they're such a they're such a cute couple but I just I love that song and I, I I've seen videos of people's reactions to hearing it for the first time and it's it's a complete 180 of the entire sound of speak now and I think uh, we've talked touched on it before speak now is one of those that kind of like what you were saying it definitely has more of an emo kind of vibe like an undertone to it and I think the vault tracks it's like electric really touch. solidify that yeah yeah the the vault tracks all solidify that because electric touch um I can see you and a little bit of when Emma falls in love like they all kind of have that that kind of vibe to it they just and then, they all really feel like they
0: were definitely made around like 2009 2010 but yeah. you know i mean like they've got that feeling of being in that time for, for sure. sure
1: and i i keep trying to picture myself I, I keep trying to picture baby taylor singing some of these vault tracks and everybody's talking everybody's pretty much talking about the same thing like some of these it's like they didn't make the album because Taylor didn't want Mama Swift to hear some of these or Taylor didn't want to release some of these because they're they're some of them have like a little little risky meanings well uh, oh, and I wonder like, if alluding it's, to them
0: I see I mean you know and with them being like unreleased tracks that like didn't make the album I wonder um and I've seen people talking about this too if if it was that or if it was you know that the higher ups the management team that was like mm, these are maybe a little too too mature for your image like uh, yeah you know and i I think it's a healthy mix um but i'm glad to see uh i can see you now it's it like like i am glad to see i can see you now in the present day like mm-hmm. i um i think that it definitely it reminds me of something some sort of song but i can't put my finger on what it is but um when I first came out yeah everybody loved it and uh I it was one that I really enjoyed but I didn't get the hype as much as everybody else but the music video I love the music video I think it's one of the best music videos that she's ever done and I love how even though it's definitely a song about like wanting someone um Mm -hmm. she turned it into like a
1: spy music video I thought that was so cool so um Mm yeah I think it's really cool what she did with the music video and I agree I think it's a really good music video but I've heard a lot of people talk about how they would have preferred to see one that's a little more related to whatever like what the song's actually talking about kind of like what we were saying it's about like wanting somebody and like seeing somebody and really I haven't
0: seen a lot of that but I we spend a lot of different places on like the Swifty.
1: Yeah, I have just seen a lot of TikToks of um because I was looking for a lot of people's reactions to it and I was trying to see I I also try to look to see um about the theories of who people think some of the song some of the vault tracks are about and um I fell down like a rabbit hole of a lot of people saying that they love the music video but it was just like a missed opportunity that they they wanted to see Taylor do something different but i I mean i think it was still a good music video i gotta say i
0: first of all i i feel like i disagree with that take because i feel like a lot of her music videos have been a little like for lack of a better term risque lately like if you look at karma and bejeweled she definitely had a little bit more of a like risque vibe in those but you know um a lot of people that i follow obviously are people that have been i've been following for literally years since like this album came out, like, I've been friends with some of these people on, like, Twitter and Tumblr and stuff. So I think for people who have been specifically in the online realm of being a Taylor Swift fan, because I think sometimes I've noticed there's, like, a big difference between people that have just, like, been really big fans of her for years and, like, liked her music and then people that have been, like, chronically online since the beginning. And Mm -hmm. so, like, a lot of, like, little easter eggs that are in the music video are like callbacks to that point in time especially all the outfits every single outfit yeah. was from that air and everything um but like the like even like the ticks on the walls and everything like that so I think uh I just appreciate it because you know it really I think goes well with the theme of like her music being stolen and everything well, and that I was stolen from what, her
1: and I think that's what some of the people have Discuss like everybody appreciate everyone that i've seen they appreciate all of the easter eggs like everybody loves to look for the easter eggs and so at first glance like that's what everybody's talking about but then after the easter egg kind of the the dust settles of finding the easter eggs and deciphering everything then they're like or I, i saw one or two people make videos and then i went through the comments where they they wanted to see something that wasn't so in your face about her music being stolen um just like a little more related to the song because I feel like a lot of the past few music videos a lot of the last uh music videos that she's been making have just been kind of like dead on of her music being stolen and it's like you don't have to necessarily look for easter eggs for that um but I mean like I said every nobody hates the music video that I've seen everybody enjoys it it was just an opinion that some people were making just because it it didn't necessarily go exactly with the song whenever people heard it
0: yeah I don't know I like I said I think it just is like a difference of like the place that you uh find the group of Swifties mm-hmm. I've really found that like TikTok Swifties are just a completely different like thought and uh you know than like Twitter Swifties or even Reddit Swifties. Tumblr Swifties, unfortunately, don't really exist as much anymore because Taylor stopped going on Tumblr, so everyone abandoned it. But there's a few (laughs) of us still there yelling into the the echo chambers.
1: Yeah, I was uh, never a big Tumblr, Reddit, Twitter person, like just in general. Never really got into any of those yeah well that's just like the only places where you could find
0: the community before TikTok even existed and I just think that I think TikTok is good because it's definitely introduced a lot more people to her music and it's definitely made mm-hmm. people that were more casual fans and casual listeners listeners more diehard um, just because if they start showing a little bit of interest in it and then like some diehard Swifties have gone on there and like given more information so then other people want to do more research but i i see it all the time of like people will do stuff and they'll make videos and they're like did you know this and i'm just like it's crazy that people are just finding that out like i think i've known that information for probably five or ten years so it's just yeah. uh, it's just it's cool because it's just like you know a new generation but just well i think you're gonna find also, different thought, thought schools of thought where i think where it to also
1: Aside from like the new generation of the younger Swifties, even just between like our age gaps, exactly, it's not it's not like a big age gap. But like I've been a Swiftie since the beginning as well. But for I feel like most people my age, we we were really only on MySpace. Like mm-hmm. we didn't we weren't on. I mean, there were probably people who were on Reddit and Tumblr and stuff, but I feel like it was a lot later that we got onto that. And MySpace was really the big thing that that everyone in my age group were really on. Well, see, here's the thing:
0: we people that were like have been Taylor Swift fans, like on the internet, like my group, my age group, have been on just like whatever Taylor was on. So, like, I was literally like quote-unquote friends with Taylor like we followed each other on MySpace back in like 2007 because she was so small and you know mm-hmm. it was like she and she would still like post about like being in school and stuff like that um, yeah but I'd say probably in like 2009 2010 MySpace that's when it started changing over to be more about music and then I don't know I think after that people just kind of used I mean they still use MySpace or like Facebook wasn't ever really for you Facebook staying around
1: I think in like 2010 2011 well it it was around before that no no no. no, no. i'm meaning like my like i oh, i made you. a facebook in 2010 2011 that's yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. it started becoming the mm-hmm. social hangout that it that it for sure started but, as but i'm just
0: saying like i think like i know for me i became more active on social media like twitter and then i i had a tumblr but then became more active on tumblr and so on and so forth um because of taylor and because of like the community like i was looking for just other people to talk to about stuff, go over theories with, share excitement whenever things were coming out. And so those were the places that I found my community, you know, and that was from when I was probably, like, you know, 18 to 20 on Twitter, and then in in my, like, early 20s, like, on Tumblr, and that was when Taylor was, like, big on Tumblr, like, she would follow people, she would um, respond to them, and like Mm -hmm. their comments all the time, and so, like, I knew a lot of people that, uh, that's how they basically got to meet Taylor, so I was, like, really into that for a while. She briefly came back over to Twitter, so I made, that's when I made my, like, I don't know what you call it like side Twitter account that was like just for my fangirling and now I guess she's on TikTok but I was already on TikTok I was just that she just happened to also come to TikTok and I think that like like I said now now people have found
1: her again so I just don't think I was really big into like I never I was never big into having multiple social Mm -hmm. media outlets until I think Instagram came out and then I had like a Facebook and an Instagram and then I tried doing Twitter but I never really got into Twitter I didn't really care for it and I would go to Twitter to read stuff that people were talking about but then I was like I can just watch it on YouTube because there's all those gossip sites that are recapping everything for me so then I would just go to YouTube and just read that and and that's a form of social media in
0: itself you know everybody just consumes yeah. their content differently and it's just also about like what you're looking for and maybe you're just looking for information and you're not looking to like find a community or you know what have you yeah um uh or some people came there just because they were looking to hopefully get noticed by taylor swift but
1: anyways. yeah, i was more so like i just want to know what's going on and i still miss stuff and i feel like that's just because i what I was playing soccer 24/7 and so I never did anything but because well, I also I, I was looking
0: big, sorry go on
1: oh uh, I was looking through my CDs because I was trying to find something the other day I think I was trying to find one of my Taylor Swift CDs and I realized that I never bought the original red CD whenever red came out. Oh my and gosh. I think that's why that like I like I, I knew some of the songs, but I didn't know all the songs until I was in college, that's and so funny. that's just because like I just never bought the CD, and that was still around the time whenever iTunes was still a thing, and you had to purchase all your like all the individual songs on iTunes, whenever that CD came out, and well, if you bought the CD, you could if you you could just
0: upload it to your computer. That's what I did. I know,
1: but I just like I just bought it on
0: iTunes that's what a lot of people yeah I would just
1: buy it on iTunes and also at that age um I was I was a junior I was about a sophomore or junior in high school whenever Red came out and I I I was just starting to drive didn't really have any money and so I didn't really go to the store and so like if if I didn't have the money I couldn't go buy the CD couldn't really get it on itunes unless i had a gift card and then with the gift card i could only buy certain songs so the certain songs that i bought were the ones that i really knew and Mm -hmm. then i like later whenever apple music became a thing and then you could just get all of the music that you wanted (laughs) then i yeah i just rediscovered all of it and i because i was looking and i was like that's weird that's weird i'm missing my red cd oh wait I never had it. I had all the other ones, just not that one. Well, and to your point about like our age gap,
0: which is something it's funny. I talked to Chris a lot about this because we're about you and Chris are about the same age. Um, mm-hmm. um But and even though it's not that big of a, ga- a gap between me and him, it is sometimes a bit of a gap that it's like we definitely had a different upbringing like we had I had, you know, a different childhood being like more in the 90s than him and whatnot. And to that same like respect I am closer in age to Taylor we're only like you know a little over a year apart Mm -hmm. so and or a little closer to two years but nonetheless um I mean so like the things that she was writing about I I know I've said this before like if she was writing about them when she was 15 and they came out when she was 17 I was 15 when I was hearing them for the first time so they were really relatable to me and we were basically going through adolescence at the same time. So we were experiencing the same type of social media and stuff like that. You were just a little bit younger. So you weren't necessarily experiencing the same social medias. So, you know, same with like my younger nieces and nephews, like their experiences on social media have just been completely different than mine. Like not. And it's funny because it's not necessarily more in all aspects, but it's just different Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, different times. So, yeah. But anyways, back to Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think that, well, I'd say that my next two favorite songs um, were When Emma Falls in Love and Timeless. I love both of those. Um, I love that When Emma Falls in Love is about Emma Stone, and I can totally picture it being about Emma Mm -hmm. Stone. Like, the, um, the chorus, how it's like, like if Cleopatra grew up in a small town and you just picture that line and then you picture Emma Stone and you're like yes this is exactly what it would be like if Cleopatra
1: grew up in a small town she would be Emma Stone Mm -hmm. so I really love that song yeah I think so like I Can See You is my first one and then I would say Mm -hmm. Electric Touch and When Emma Falls in Love are my next ones and they kind of just go back and forth like they're interchangeable with 2 and 3 just kind of depending on what I'm wanting to listen to but I love them both. Um and then I really love Castle's Crumbling and Haley Williams Haley Williams on that track has grown on me more like the more that I listen to it and I never listened So like I originally told you that I think first off when Emma Falls in Love gives me Drops of Jupiter vibes at the beginning, um, whenever she's singing it. I can kind I of I know that. I told you that. Um, and I love that I have found, like, the people on TikTok who also think that because there's been other people who, who've made, like, the videos where they say, when you hear this, I hear this. And they have both the songs. Um, but originally I said Castle's – I wanted to hear Haley Williams – sing on i can see you but i think what i really wanted to hear was i wanted to hear paramore on i can see you i never I really you. like more of a rockish and like yeah like add... that, that's what i envisioned whenever whenever Not she said Haley williams yeah whenever she said Haley was going to be on there i never really i've never really listened to Haley's solo tracks i've never listened to her like solo album or anything she doesn't so... have
0: really solo music i mean first of all she is paramore like i mean people don't like to say that but like
1: you know like I know,
0: she's the some, lead
1: vocalist you know like uh, I was talking with somebody on TikTok uh, because she has like an, a solo album or something and because I was saying that I don't think Castle's Crumbling fits Haley's vibe because I was thinking more of like the Paramore rock type of music and some like we got into this conversation that Castle's Crumbling they, they think it fits Haley's vibe based on her solo stuff that she's put out because it's not necessarily as like as hard as the Paramore rock music. Mm-hmm. Um and so like I was like okay I mean I can I can see that and I I think Hayley sounds great on the track. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those that uh I listen to most of my music while I'm driving and it's a bit of a slower song so sometimes it makes me feel really tired while i'm driving so i and i and i figured out that that's why i like certain music is because i listen to it while i'm driving and if it's gonna put me to sleep while i'm driving, if it's gonna make me tired while i'm driving then i don't want to listen to it so castle's crumbling it's like it's a really good song but i wouldn't always choose to listen to it um and then foolish one has really grown on me it's growing on me more and more too I, I really like that one and time I think timeless is at my bottom right now like it's it's still they're all still really great songs well, it's you did really hear hard it right so them.
0: you just don't you just don't understand you
1: would hit rank it higher <laughs> if you got to hear it live just saying I I mean maybe I don't know I just it's it's just another one of those that Uh, Like, I I liked it. I liked it a lot at the beginning, but then all the other ones started to grow on me. And so then I just like Leather Swift. I don't know. I think that that one and
0: uh, Foolish One are just like very classic Taylor Swift songs. Like they just, Mm -hmm. they sound like a Taylor Swift song very, but I don't know, very fits her. But foolish one, actually, I like I like it, but it kind of gives me like fearless vibes. I almost feel like it, it could have been. I wonder how early like she wrote that one.
1: Well, and you know what I mean. I'm sure you've seen this clip because there there's been people. Um, posting this Taylor said that she's that she wrote about 50 50 or so songs for the Speak Now album Mm -hmm. but we do know based on the timing of like when she wrote things like there are some there's songs on there's one or two songs on here about Joe Jonas even though he was during the Fearless era and so some of her songs I think cross over eras depending on like when she finalized writing it um, so I'm thinking that maybe some of the 50 could have been during the fearless time, but it didn't really get finalized until the speak now time. Exactly. And then some people are thinking that we're going to get another, like, like, uh, how she's been releasing multiple versions of Midnight's. Maybe we're going to get a, like more vault tracks from speak now because we know that there's so many out there, but I wonder how many of those ended up being, used on red because we got so many vault tracks from red and i'm sure she still wrote a ton of songs for them too but i just didn't know if maybe or maybe some of the ones from this era kind of like morphed into the red era well i know that um
0: most of the ones that she released for Red, they were songs that were like licensed or copyrighted around the time that Red would have been released. So mm-hmm. I think that all of those actually were provably from that time. Um, I was gonna have to say, I had something to say on that regard. Uh, with Speak Now, oh, there are a couple of songs that are like really popular, unreleased vault track or mm-hmm. not vault tracks, but unreleased tracks that they're like, you know demos of out in the world and yeah. people really thought that they were going to be on this album and they weren't I think so, drama queen was one yeah, I was gonna say drama queen and um this other song called battle in parentheses let's go both oh yeah really popular people there's people that are like diehard fans of these songs and so people are really convinced that they she she just can't imagine that they wouldn't be released
1: because they're so popular even as an unreleased version mm-hmm. but well and that's well, how he- I think like whenever i uh talk to you about the debut unreleased songs like if we don't get i heart question mark I'd, um, lie. I'd lie or permanent marker on there i then don't think we're gonna get permanent I'm marker like, i am not gonna lie to you i
0: just don't think i just she i changed love the, that
1: song she
0: changed the words to better than revenge we're not getting permanent marker it's it's you're gonna have to look and i think back. that is
1: stupid <laughs> I think that is so and okay I just want to point that out since since we're talking about Speak Now Taylor's version those who do not know yes like you said she changed the lyrics in Better Than Revenge and I even sent you a video of one of my favorite YouTubers who has he was a Kanye fan turned Swifty. and i've like been with i've been watching him on youtube since he first re- reacted to taylor swift so i've seen his whole progression into the taylor fandom and he even got to go to the new york show where ice spice was um a guest and so, like, he vlogged all of that, and it was cool, but I sent you his reaction, and I was at work watching that video, and I was dying laughing, because he was, like, flipping out, like, they changed it? That's what makes the song so great, and, yeah, she changed, um, she's better known for the things she does on the mattress, to he was a moth to the flame, she was holding the matches, and, like I told, like, uh, or. We talked more about um, should have said no, but I just, I I kind of understand her, ch- or I, I don't know, I don't know her reasoning for changing it, and I think because I don't really know her reasoning, I mean, is why it bugs me a little bit, because if she changed it, because Joe Jonas changed the lyrics in his song whenever he was performing it, he didn't change the recording of it like so he didn't change the actual song but he performed it differently then I'm like okay I'm all for that but if she just changed it because she just wanted to like if I don't know it feels weird I don't know I I'm not like
0: that like hell-bent on the lyric like I think it, it was like whatever to me the song there's been times where I've liked it when I was like really feeling petty against some other bitch or whatever whoever I thought was like my adversary at the time mm-hmm. but I mean I think she just changed it because she just didn't want to say like she was like oh that was something that I wrote like when I was a little less mature and it's not necessarily like there there are other things to insult someone about than try and basically calling them a hoe um yeah. so and I personally like now that I've heard it like if I if I were to have like not ever like gone a decade with only having this be the lyrics and like given a choice like which lyrics do you think are better for the song i i like the moth to the flame analogy better um but i understand the nostalgia and it like hurting people i feel like people are a little too butthurt about it personally i like it's her music like it's her passion project like she wants to change an aspect of it because she wants her legacy to not reflect that then that's, I feel like, her prerogative, but I don't know. I get
1: that. I <clears throat> I disagree just because, like, to me, whenever I hear the song, I just, I think, I think the lyrics that she chose are too, I think the new lyrics are too mature for the song. Like, for whenever she wrote this song and the rest of the album, I think those lyrics are a little too mature. Like, they just, they don't fit for me um, and I've tried to listen to it multiple times and it just, it doesn't grow on me. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me as much as the original lyrics do. So I still just sing the original lyrics whenever I'm listening to it. Um, but I also just kind of like, I, I mean, I agree. She can change what she wants and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell her, Taylor, you're wrong. <laughs> like, I'm just speaking my opinion. Um, but I also just think that she's wanting she like these are from her diary like she she said that her um, first several albums like pretty much all of her albums are her diary and that's what she wrote as a teenager as a young adult growing up and so to me you're wanting to re-record and you're wanting to own your music and I mean I get changing the lyrics but I also kind of feel like maybe put out two versions just because then it's not your diary I don't I just don't see like why like if that's not who she
0: recognizes herself anymore like I mean I don't I think that you always are allowed to rewrite your own story if you want I just (laughs) I feel like I I just don't I think to me it's like literally keeping it or I mean if it's what she wants to do which it clearly is Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just pandering to people that want to keep the,
1: for lack of a better term, petty lyric. And I, I just, I mean, I, I think I, I for think, me, it's, I don't know. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like, I think for me, it's like, uh, like mm-hmm. if it's her diary, like I'm not, I don't know, I, I wouldn't throw away my <laughs> diaries or change, like, I wouldn't cross out things that I wrote in a yearbook or something, just because I feel like I've changed, because. I still like to reflect back and I still like to look back on that. And I mean, I understand that it's a little different because she's putting it out into the world. Whereas like all of my stuff sitting in my closet and I just go through it every so many years whenever I find it, but. Well, and I think there's
0: a difference between like being like, hey, this is like, remember this music that I made before, like, or this thing that I did Mm -hmm. before, like this is who I was, like let's reminisce on that and being like, I'm basically making a same but new version of my work work that I want to be able to be like used and licensed and whatnot and if that's a song that somebody decides to come up and want to use like she maybe she doesn't want that to be like the message that she's sending across anymore so
1: yeah no I, I I guess I just I personally just like the original better yeah well you're not alone in that thought I think there's a lot of people that do but
0: I also, you know, I'm. I think it's, it's it's interesting to me. I mean, and maybe I think also it's because of the fact that it's a re-recording or whatever. I'm not really sure exactly what it is that people hold on to. But it's like it's like the she she rewrote or like re-released a new version of Picture to Burn. And it's funny because up until uh whenever I went to her show in Colorado, she didn't play that song for 13 years. Mm -hmm. Um, because of it being, like, controversial and slightly considered homophobic, um, you know, she just, people were, I I don't know, people were upset about that then, but, like, not, I think maybe not as much because social media wasn't as big back then and because, um, it was closer in time than, you know, people didn't have as much time to, like,
1: hold on to it, but. Like I told you on that song, like, I, I also disagree, or I don't understand, I wouldn't necessarily say I disagree, I just don't understand the controversy of that song, because she's not saying that he's gay in a negative way, she's saying, like, oh, he dumped me, you can't date him, he's gay, or he dumped me because he doesn't like me, he's gay, and Well, like here's how I hear it. That's, is- the, that's the thing, I agree with that,
0: is what the like intention behind the lyric is but like with the music and with it being ambiguous like it is it Mm -hmm. it just like there are multiple ways to interpret it and some people do interpret it as like just that being gay is a negative thing like oh you know like to get my revenge on you I will tell people this negative thing like or whatever you know so it was just looked at as bad. I think it's the same dumb reason that people got really upset that she used the word fat on the scale in her anti-hero music video. People thought that was fat phobic because she's like a skinny person and saying that she's fat like just gave people like they interpreted it as, as like a fat phobic thing. Um but for her, you know, she's just trying to say that she struggles with body dysmorphia, but because she's like presented as like attractive to like societal standards she wasn't allowed to have that opinion on herself I guess I don't know
1: yeah I I don't know I there are some things that come up that I can really understand I can really understand why people think that way but all of these things like nine times out of ten none of this ever offends me like I don't get offended by this types of by this type of stuff that gets put out there and sometimes like I don't if people have a really good reason and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that some reasons are not or like better than others but to in my opinion if somebody's telling me their reason and I can relate to that or I can see it like the gay thing I, I never thought of it that way so I mean I guess I can kind of like I can understand how some people might hear that I just I never heard it that way so it's hard for me to really like relate to that but I the way that you explained it I can I can kind of understand how some people thought that but sometimes I just think that people are looking to be nitpicky about things and are looking like some people are just too sensitive and they make it really some people just make it really hard for creators to put things out there or for people in the public like to put things out there and it's one of those things like you can't please everybody because somebody's always going to find something to nitpick about because like like you said that's something that Taylor goes through like she has body dysmorphia and that is that is what she thinks of herself in her head and just like other people think that of themselves as well and maybe they're as small as she is maybe they're not And it's just it's a common thing. And I think some people just want to find something to argue about. I agree. Well, and like you said, I definitely
0: think that sh- there's always going to be someone to nitpick and she's going to be damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. So it's mm-hmm. like people would say something if she released uh, Better Than Revenge and had the regular lyrics, they'd be like, wow, and there'd be thought pieces about like, wow, in 2023, Taylor Swift still uh digs her heels in on, you know, re-releasing these like sexist lyrics like i thought she was a feminist blah 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 blah. but she puts down women but then when she doesn't she's got people that are like oh i can't believe you changed this like like why'd you give in to them blah 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 blah, blah. so it's just like can't win just gotta kind of just do whatever you think feels right pivot as you need to um unfortunately you know i think sometimes she is forcibly um pivoting like with the removing that thing from her music video removing the hey kids spelling is fun for me like people were just complaining about the stupidest crap like so yeah I mean I think that's just basically her whole life her probably life motto is like hi I'm Taylor I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't yeah that's literally
1: the whole anti-hero music video pretty much exactly so yeah I the, the whole hey kids spelling is fun I thought it was so funny when that song came out and I thought it did not fit at all. I was so confused, but I didn't care because me, I'm not thinking, oh, let me post all this stuff on video and Taylor's going to take it out. Taylor's going to change the song. Because now I never like, I don't know how this, I don't know how Apple Music works, but I never re-downloaded the song. It literally changed the song that I had already downloaded. No, it was the same. It made me so mad. And I was like, I purchased this song. Like Yeah, like I, I bought this song of this version and it's and gone. Then, and now it's gone. Like whenever they liked I liked it. When I noticed that, I was I, I feel like I was more upset at the fact that they just took something I purchased and, I like, and just replaced it with something that I didn't even know existed until after the fact and then I was like, Well, that's stupid. That's an invasion of my privacy. You know what's <laughs> I an invasion you know what, a video about it? You know it's an invasion of my privacy that I'm
0: still mad about like years later. That YouTube put that damn album on my phone in 2015 and I still can't get the damn thing off of my phone. And sometimes random every breaking wave or whatever just starts playing and i'm like i did not ask for this this album was literally like inflicted upon me against my will so
1: Oh, that, yeah, that happened with me whenever I joined the family sharing in college. And now I have songs that I just can't get rid of because they were mm-hmm. my brothers or my mom's or something. And I'm like, this is stupid. No, you and, see, they
0: put it on every single phone they put it like, they they were like, we're just going to release an album that's so free
1: that you have to have it. Like, we're not even giving you the option. Yeah. Uh, but uh, another thing that we did with around the release of speak now taylor's version is if you haven't heard or i think we talked about it a little bit uh, online there is a mathematical taylor swift album ranking and pretty much you just go in and you rank all of the taylor swift songs from on a scale from one to ten and it average it does all the math for you so all you do is just go through and you rank all the songs and then it averages out and it tells you the average for each album telling you which album is essentially your favorite based on the averages based on and, data and yeah based on based on the data um so you know i was all over it and i loved it um but we went and we did this and mine I was shocked at the beginning but then I went back to that TikTok that I posted of my original ranking and there was really only two that were swapped so overall I was pretty I was pretty confident and set in my ranking but yours were a little more surprising mine were so different so okay this is what I thought my ranking was
0: going to be I thought it was going to be Folklore is my number one album. With Red is number two. Speak now as three. Lover is four. Evermore is five. Midnight's is six. Um, debut is seven. Reputation as eight. Nineteen eighty nine as nine, and Fearless as last. But I was like so so wrong. I have, I'm like going back to the TikTok I made so I can <laughs> re- review it. Okay, so this is what my actual ranking is. And some of it was like, oh, you know, that actually does make sense. And then some of it was like, wow, I am shocked. So apparently, my favorite album is actually Speak Now. Mm-hmm. Second favorite is Midnights, followed by Folklore and Evermore, then Lover, then Debut, then 1989, then Fearless. That's kind of a shock. Then Reputation, then Red in Last Place i'm a little
1: hurt that reputation is so far down
0: look i like reputation i've told you we've talked about this i think it's a good album but i just think it's uh lyrically not my favorite but because Mm -hmm. but mostly because like i i feel like when when reputation came out and maybe like like a little bit prior to reputation coming out the themes that were in it i could really relate to i feel like i was going through like a lot of like friend turmoil and like yeah, trying are. to figuring out who like I could trust and so like a lot of uh reputation you know resonated with me at the time but I'm like past mm-hmm. that I don't have time for like petty drama or whatever and I'm like past the honeymoon phase of my relationship I mean not no, nothing against Chris but you know you know I was like we're 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 in the husband and wife with a kid and a mortgage uh, part of our relationship. So like we're <laughs> we're getting excited about gardening. Like you know, like I mean, it's just it's just a, a different comfort. It's not the same. Like don't blame me, my love made me crazy. I'm gonna fuck you right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that that doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like I don't know. I just feel like the vibe that I was at when I was like say 25 is not necessarily the vibe I'm at at like 31 so reputation has just like slid down the list I think because just other themes in the music have like stood with me through
1: other parts of my life yeah and I think I think that's one thing is whenever I first heard it I wasn't going through as much as you were and I mean Jake and I we were still at the very beginning of our relationship and so some of the themes that stick with me from that album or things like I want to stick with like I um I don't look at it as or I mean I look at it as like the honeymoon phase album but I also look at it as like a fond memory of mine and Jake's first like several months with each other and I think back to that time um like I, I, I always think back to the time whenever uh, he and I went to Target to buy the CD and then we were at back at my apartment because I was still in college. And so he just he came up that weekend to stay with me and he was doing something and I was on the bed listening to the album, reading through the little uh, like CD pamphlet and making him listen to the songs that I thought really like described our relationship um so I think about that but then also I think uh I just think a lot of them are like my vibe like they're the kinds that I want to listen to in the car and they're to me I think they're really good uh singing in the car like shouting at the top of your lungs type of type of music and lover just didn't really resonate with me because I'm not I don't know I don't use the term lover and um, I don't know some of the songs I just felt they were too I liked more of the rock version of the love songs rather than the bubblegum pop version of the love songs and I'd rather sing the rock versions than the butterflies and rainbows version <laughs> When you say rock, do you mean more? Do you mean, are you talking about like trying to
0: relate it to reputation?
1: Yeah, like you more mean more of like a, the
0: synth beat and like the yeah car more and, of R&B the R&B
1: like the production of it. Yeah,
0: uh, I will say I definitely understand what you mean about like reputation being like good car music. Um, mm-hmm. and I I like agree. Like I still have some songs that I definitely like to listen to in the car, and also the nostalgia about like the beginning of the relationship. Like I do relate to that. Especially mm-hmm. I remember thinking like delicate was very reminiscent to like how i felt whenever chris and i were like first talking so i was really happy mm-hmm. with like some of the songs like that um but it's funny because i think i like lover for the one of the same reasons you like reputation like i do think it's got good car music like i love to blast like i think he knows in the car i love to blast uh death by a thousand cuts like um even, like, London Boy, like, it's got some, like, really, I think, personally, I think, good pop beats, Um, and mm-hmm. I like the synth beats of Reputation, but I think it's also just, it feels like a very dated album for me for that reason, and mm-hmm. I feel that the same with Lover, or not Lover, sorry, Red, and I think that's part of the reason it went down in my ranking, is because, like, the music is it's not classic it's like obviously this was made in these specific years you know what I mean yeah. like very influenced by the time
1: yeah and I mean there's definitely someone lover that I really like um so for me I really enjoy listening to London Boy I like The Man um yeah. uh and I can't think of some of the other ones that I like right now but like False God and some of those they're they're good songs but they're not some that I would choose to listen to. They don't necessarily like they don't have the beat that I prefer to drive to or that I prefer to listen to. It's more of like maybe maybe I'd have those on if I'm cleaning around the house and it's just on in the background and I'm just like having Taylor Swift on shuffle in the background pretty much. Um it's not like my playlist that i put together yeah but my rankings they've since there's really only two that are swapped um my current rankings are reputation number one midnight's at number two but i thought red was number two originally speak now Mm. is three red is actually four then i have debut (laughs) 1989 fearless lover and then folklore and evermore are tied for the bottom and what really surprised me was I guess midnights kind of surprised me because I guess I didn't realize how many songs on midnights I've started adding into my playlist that I have really started listening to more and more now that the album has grown on me but as I was going through the rankings um folklore and ever i i really thought folklore was going to be higher because i was going through and after going to the concert and hearing a lot of folklore and evermore live i kind of thought that they would be a little higher but ultimately the way that i was doing my ranking um i tried to keep it even across all albums um there just wasn't enough that really I guess, pulled forward. um. So they just kind of stayed tied at the bottom. But I definitely, personally, I like Folklore better than Evermore, even though the number said that I tied.
0: Well, I think um one thing that I've kind of just in general noticed is, you know, I think you listen to music more for the music, whereas I listen to music sometimes more for the lyrics. And so I think that tends to be why I rank um, certain albums higher than you do. But I think that's why Midnight's is both of our second favorite album, because it really is a good album that matches good production Mm -hmm. and lyrics. Um, And I'm actually a little surprised that you don't rank uh,
1: 1989 higher. I kind of feel like 1989 No, it's because it kind of goes back to that whole um, one that techno kind of vibe to it that like uh welcome to new york kind of brings and the way the way i was doing my rankings which i'll kind of go over like how i ranked how i chose to rank all my songs um in a second but i do agree that i think we listen to lyrics differently because i i feel like i do listen to lyrics but i listen to them to them just a little differently like to me i don't want to hear I I think, like, Folklore and Evermore, they're too poetic to me that I want the straight straightforward lyrics. You like the songs that are very straightforward, that tell a story.
0: Those are your favorite types of songs. Yeah,
1: I want you to tell me how you're feeling. I don't want to have to interpret. I want to be able to listen to a song from the get-go and be like, yes, I agree with this. This is great. And I don't want to have to sit there and kind of think about the underlying meanings of everything. I definitely Um, understand that. I just want to know, like... This is a song for me.
0: Well, and I think that that's sometimes why I like the underlying meaning songs because they're more open to interpretation. So it's like mm-hmm. whatever I'm going through, maybe I'm not going the exact going through the exact same thing Taylor Swift is going through, obviously, but like, you know, I can tell like this is me trying, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. it's we, I think, clearly go through different things, um issues as far as like, um, I mean, both mental health, but maybe like difference as far as like, substance abuse or uh body dysmorphia and things like that um whereas I think mine have been you know more (laughs) along the lines of like chronic anxiety and just like mental health in general um different things like that and trauma and you know I hear that song and I think of like times in my life where I felt like I was more on top of it and with it and so I relate to like the concept of like I used I had the shiniest wheels now they're resting and like so on and so forth so it's just Different things, um, and also I think different things that we're looking for out of music. Like I think I look listen to music to be like understood and heard, and you listen to it for uh like happiness and comfort. So you mm-hmm. appreciate the songs that like bring you joy and let you think of like fond times in your life. Um, whereas like I'm okay if a song like totally makes me cry <laughs> like every time I listen to it.
1: Yeah. And I mean like I I've de- I feel like I'm just not at a time in my life anymore where I want to always be in my feels or cry okay for I'm not like, in I a definitely... time in my life where I want to let me make that clear mental no, illness I'm just, is not I'm just speaking like for my like in in my instance like as a teenager in high school and even through college I definitely wanted more of those songs that were like the breakup songs or that made me like put me in my feels because I'd just sit there in my or I'd be in my room and I'd be listening to music and I wanted it to have a meaning Whereas now I like I if I want to feel like that or if I'm thinking about a memory and I want to listen to a mu- to a song that goes with that memory, then I'll I'll just go put it on. Like I I want to choose to listen to that song. And if Taylor's putting out an album like with Folklore and Evermore, I just I don't really choose to go listen to them because they don't necessarily they don't all, not all of them, hit the, the nail on the head for what I'm looking for. And like I said, like right now I'm not looking to, sit in my feels and cry. And a lot of times, like I'm driving with Jenny so I'm trying to, I'm trying to get her into all the music that I like and get her into Taylor Swift and stuff. And so sometimes I'll skip through some of the songs because I want to, like I want to watch her dance, and she just dances like this in the car seat and i just i want to sing with her and she likes more of that beat music too
0: yeah well exactly like but, i said people look for things in different uh li- use music and listen to it for different reasons
1: you're yeah. not
0: not listening to it to feel like a connection or in that I think,
1: regard so i think if folklore and evermore came out when i was about like a senior in high school freshman in college i probably would have liked them more just because maybe. of the time of my just because of where I was at at that time of my life
0: maybe and but you know I mean like you know not I like <laughs> I said I've when I look at like folklore and evermore a lot of the themes I get from it really do like speak on mental health and that's like something that I I struggle with I think a lot more than you do so I think it's something I was always going to relate yeah. to it more um and but I, I know should, like be happy about that <laughs> like it's, like, well, it's, I know, it's, like it's the... not like I'm looking to cry in my car or whatever it's just like like I said, people feel connections to things for for different reasons. So
1: no, I get that, and I wasn't trying to say this you're just like looking to cry. No, but the my I remember like my freshman my freshman year of college into my sophomore year. Like that was the time that I think I felt the most mental. I had the most struggle with mental health, and so that's why I think if these albums came out during that time, I probably would relate to them more. But since they didn't, and I just I I also just didn't necessarily like I had my struggles with pregnancy and with uh postpartum and everything but I mean again like I didn't have the same struggles that you did so it's it just wasn't really what I was looking for and I wanted something else out of music but so the way that I did my ranking and I want to know how you did yours too I didn't give anything a one Like, two was the lowest I went, and I gave very few twos and a handful of threes.
0: No, I don't think I did that. I was pretty... Okay, well, first of all, I should preface this. I did mine a little bit differently. I didn't feel like doing a 10-point scale. I felt like that was too broad, so I Mm -hmm. did a five-point scale. So, I only gave um ratings of one through five but the results were still the same so no it, yeah it didn't it didn't it made no difference but um so I guess that's one thing that I did different and for me I mean if it was a song that I really like if it was a song that I definitely skipped a lot um if it was a song that I liked a lot but it was you know maybe too hard to listen to or it's just not a song that I can listen to a lot I would give it a two but um I'd say the majority of my songs ended up with threes and then if it was like a favorite favorite song it got a five and if it was just like a song that I really liked but I wouldn't necessarily consider one of my favorites it got a four
1: okay so that's kind of like what I did but so I used I guess kind of an eight point scale or no I used the nine point scale because I gave a few tens but I didn't give any ones if it got a 2 it was a song that i i don't really listen to at all i like a lot of the i feel like one thing about red why red's not higher than like red's not second the way that i thought it was is because this was going off of red taylor's version so there's like we said there's so many vault tracks that i think a lot of that skewed my results in because i don't i don't like or i don't want to say i don't like I don't listen to all the vault tracks on Red. There's just some that don't resonate with me and there's some that like I don't really listen to at all. Like I had to play them while I was ranking so that I could actually like remember this is that song. And mean. so if it was like that it was a 2. A 3 is a 3 was kind of the same like I don't listen to it but I knew it. Like I I knew what the song was but I still don't really listen to it. I usually skip over it and it's very rare if I actually do listen to it. Um, What were you going to say?
0: I was just going to say, I
1: truly think, and I think I've told you this before, but
0: I think the reason um, that Red ended up being ranked lower than it, I thought it was going to be ranked by, you know, leaps and bounds really had to do with the fact that it was, I was, rating the entire Taylor's version album and there were so many and some of them slash some of the vault tracks got like low scores, so it brought the overall score down whereas smaller albums that were more condensed but had a a lot of songs on them that I liked ended up with higher overall um, tracks you know and I mean maybe that says something as far as like how much music you know how what I like to consume because there can be maybe too much I don't know
1: and that and that's what I'm meaning by like I think it kind of skewed it because it it got the most lower numbers I because I don't I don't listen to all of it, um and I think it I think that's the same with fearless it's the same with the fearless vault tracks um there's a lot of the vault tracks that I skip over a lot so um uh, there's not as many vault tracks on there as there were on red but it still kind of ended up being the same where there were more lower scores on Fearless. Same. Um, but if something got... So, like, four and five were songs that I I don't... Like, I, I listen to them, but I'm not going to go seek them out. If it comes... if Like, I have to be in the mood for it. If, if I'm in the mood and it comes on on Shuffle then I may or may I I may listen to it but I wouldn't seek out to listen to a song that I put as a four or five um six and seven they're songs that I don't always listen to but I would seek it out if I was in the mood for it like I would actually choose to go listen to those songs um and I might put some of them on a playlist for like a special occasion but again I may also just skip over them if I wasn't in the mood to listen to them.
0: Well here I've got a question for you actually because I just pulled up my sheet and I realized there's something else I did. Did you only give whole numbers? Did you give any like 0.5s or anything? like that? I only did whole numbers. I did a couple of 0.5s because I really couldn't decide.
1: It's like yeah that's why I use the full that's why I tried to use like the full 10 point scale. And I tried to give each thing a meaning. Um, That's kind of like, what, that's what I'm going over is like, I just, I didn't want to have to sit there and think of like point fives or anything. So I was like, if it's this, it's this, if it's this, it's this, like, these are, these are the meanings that I'm going with. And you and I had to, you and I both did the same thing, but like debut, I started with that, but I really didn't hit my groove until I was in, I think, Speak Now. I had to go back. Speak Now in red was really whenever I hit my groove. And so I had to go back and like adjust debut because I realized I rated it too high. Same, it was my number 1. I was like this is not true. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tied with reputation or it was above reputation and I'm looking at it and I'm like okay, well I don't like this song more than this song. I don't like this more than this. And so I was I had to go back and equal everything out. Um and that's how Midnight's ended up as my as my number 2 going back and. Um, just making sure that everything was equal across the board but then my eight eight is a song that like I like it I want it on a playlist like eight nines are songs that I, I or eights are things that I want on a playlist I would choose to listen to it may or may not skip it nines and tens are like these are my favorite songs so like reputation had reputation is the only album I gave a 10 to um and I don't remember I did this on my computer at work so I don't remember I don't have the sheet with me oh dang Um, I was gonna ask you to tell me what your favorite songs from each album were oh I'd have to go look uh at the albums and see because I did not I don't think I took a picture of it no I would have sent it to you if I took a picture of it
0: I just found it in my google drive because I used like myself to sign into it and I just went to like recent and there it was
1: I uh, should. It should be in my Google Drive. Maybe. Let me see. Um. But what? Go to. Recent. What is yours?
0: Okay. Here. All right. So, for debut, my top song was "A Place in This World." Hmm. Um. For fearless, my top song was "Mr. Perfectly Fine." um for speak now my top song is innocent I'm actually I think they would still probably be innocent but I'm interested to see if my ranking would change if I go and add in the Bolt tracks to speak now um my top song for red is state of grace my top song for 1989 is blank space um reputation is who well I have a lot of fours, no fives, but my fours include "I did something bad, don't blame me," "Delicate," "Getaway Car," and "Call it what you want." I'm surprised I had that many fours. And that album still ranks so low. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my top two favorite songs in uh no never mind my top three favorite songs in Lover are "Cruel Summer," "Lover," and "Cornelia Street." In Folklore, it's "This Is Me Trying," and "Mirrorball," and Seven. Evermore, it is, uh, Dorothea and Coney Island, and Midnight's You're on Your Own, Kid, and Bejeweled.
1: Yeah, I don't, because I did it on my computer, it's not, I guess I didn't save it to my Google Drive or whatever, so I don't have it.
0: It's fine, you can just take a look at things, and then next time you can tell us what your top songs are.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look because I don't remember. But yeah, I do know that the only ten I gave out was on reputation. I didn't give I didn't give many tens. <clears throat> you don't know but... what song it was that you gave a ten to? Let me look at the album and see if anything if I can think of it. Um I'm pretty sure Endgame, it was a nine or a ten. Um, Ready For yeah. It was most likely a nine. Those They're uh,
0: good songs.
1: <laughs> most of these were pretty high as I'm, as I'm looking at them. I'm like, Don't Blame Me was like a nine. Look What You Made Me Do was probably the lowest ranked one. I gave it a 2.5. My lowest ranked song was So It Goes. That I gave a one to. Um, Getaway Car was maybe an eight or a nine. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. I think was a nine, and yeah. So I think, ready for it, end game. I did something bad and don't blame me. Were the top like tracks? There the, were the top tracks. Nice, and that, I mean that tracks because those are those are ones that I listen to all the time and that uh Jenny and I sing in the car oh. almost every day.
0: Well, I think that now is a good time to go ahead and transition into our oh, shits, no, yes. I agree. Well, what are yours for the week?
1: So my oh, shit is that Jenny is, she's learning, she's learning things like how to climb. I mean, she's been learning how to climb, but I feel like she's a little late to the game just because of her brace um she can't quite get her legs up on everything but now that she's figured it out she tries to climb on everything and she's she's doing it at school now and it wouldn't normally be a problem but she's not listening at school whenever the teachers tell her not to do it um so she had to be put in timeout today or like go to the redirection table and stuff um and she's also been a little angry this week and i don't know why and like she's even telling us like that she's angry and she uses the sign language for it and stuff and says that she's angry and we don't know why um because she she sometimes she also says angry like if we ask her if she's angry she says angry with a smile on her face and i'm like okay <laughs> um but my oh yeah, and it's also kind of an oh shit, but my oh yeah is that Jake and I are looking for our wedding anniversary this year. It'll be four years, and we're thinking about spending a night away from Jenny. And I think you need it. I'm not quite sure if I want. So the only way it's going to work is if somebody can if uh somebody can watch jenny and the weekend that we were looking at my mom already said that she's busy so she can't do it so i've taught i'm talking to my dad to see if he can come he or my stepmom can come and watch her so they're looking right now to see if they can so hopefully it works out but if it doesn't work out (laughs) we're not doing it um so we'll see but yeah, I told Jake I was like, I think I'm ready to spend the night away from Ginny, but just one and not too far. So we'll see how that goes. But what it's are your? It's
0: good for you. It's good for the both of you. It's it's good for Ginny too because we she- did let
1: Ginny do- take her first like mini road trip with my stepdad this past weekend. So he was passing through San Antonio anyway. Um, so he just kind of picked Ginny up before like he picked her up a little later than we were hoping but he picked her up around five whenever I was getting off and then he took her to Houston so then I was able to come home and Jake and I we didn't feel like we were in a rush having to pack and get everything in the car and get Jenny in the car and feed her and do all of that stuff so we we did feel like that was nice and I think doing little things like this are helping getting me ready to spend a night away um so yeah she got to do her first little mini road trip without us and it, it it was nice to have like a little kid free evening but as soon as i got home like i still i still wanted to cuddle with my my baby
0: for sure i mean and that feeling doesn't go away but i you know the times that i have like let claire you know go spend time with her grandparents or whatever it's really good for them cuz they get to mm-hmm. have time to bond together it's good for me and chris cuz we've been able to get time to ourselves um and yeah but I hope that you're able to do it me too well let's see so I'd say I mean my OSHA isn't I mean it's not really a huge shit. it's just like I'd say my biggest stressor right now is that Claire's birthday is coming up so mm-hmm. I've been like slowly starting to get like stuff together for her party and then We, um, just doing some more finishing touches on moving in. I mean, we're mostly moved in, but we're, you know, we're trying to get more fine detail stuff and just trying to make the house look as nice as possible for like inviting people over and everything. So, um, that's just been, that's the big stressor and probably going to be until, you know, three weeks from now after the party. Um, but my, oh yeah, that I'm actually kind of excited about is um, me and Hovita, who, if y'all are listening and you've listened to our podcast in the past, then you know um, our friend Hovita comes on it um, kind of often. Her and I are actually going to do a new venture. Um, We're going to do a reality TV podcast. Uh, Interesting. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, our favorite reality TV shows. Um, It's called Mom's Reality Escape so i'm really excited yeah um so you know right now we're gearing up to talk about like big brother and then survivor and the challenge but i know we plan on talking about other fun stuff like love love is blind and the circle and whatnot so you'll definitely have to come like be a guest with us uh, yeah
1: um
0: we just filmed like an intro episode just kind of introing what the podcast is going to be about and like our background on loving reality tv so that should be um coming out in the next few days if if you're listening to this on Wednesday it'll probably come out on like Thursday and if you're listening to it on Thursday it might already be out so go (laughs) look it up um we're really excited about that that's exciting I can't wait to listen yeah but yeah it's been super fun catching up with you and chatting Taylor Swift I'm glad that we were able to do it and hopefully next week we'll be able to resume a little bit more mom
1: talk yeah but coming soon sometime soon we are going to be recapping um yours and alex's trip to the denver taylor swift show so we will be bringing alex back um sometime in the next few weeks so that y'all can tell us all about your denver show because i'm excited because y'all got to see the speak now stuff and it was even though uh, even though it wasn't on the speak now release date like Long live has been added to the set list and everything. So I'm really jealous to hear that live. Oh my God, I cried. Literally, I cried. (laughs) It was so great. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us.
0: Uh, We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And um, if you have ideas for future topics, as always, please reach out to us on social media at Learning at the Job Moms, on
1: all the social media platforms. Um, Yeah. We hope you have a great night and enjoyed listening to this. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.